rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk, come together with music from around the world, with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio, when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment, wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform Radio for Free Minds. This is the story of three strangers hosting an open mic. When comics stop being polite and start getting real. This is the Sick Sad Open Mic. Every Tuesday from 8 to 10 p.m. and every fourth Tuesday as our Sick Sad Showcase. Brought to you by Adrian Villalone, Valerie Vernali, and Katie Carnes. See you there, angsties. You're standing on my neck. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak ceiling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> L-S-D, fap, acid and fapping, fapping and acid, acid fapping, fapping and acid, fap, 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 
Hi, welcome to Unleash the Rain. It is a beautiful Tuesday here in San Francisco. We're coming to you live from mutinyradio.fm in the mission. And uh, I'm, I'm it is a live. nice... I'm not really live live. Like I'm well, half live. You're never all live because I don't think anybody can handle that. You can't handle the truth. You can't handle the Vincent. I can't handle I the Vincent. I beg your pardon. That's a great movie. Uh, what is that movie called? What, what's that movie? Uh, uh, one Good Man. Few no. Good Men. Huh? A Few Good Men. A Few Good Men. Yeah, that's a great movie. Even uh, though I'm not a big Tom Cruise fan. Who do you think they were referring to? Tom Cruise? Kevin Bacon? I love Kevin Bacon. Uh, not a Tom Cruise fan, but whatever. What are you going to do? He got, well, A Few Good Men. So I'm assuming that one of those three, or two of those three are good. But well, it wasn't Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jack Nicholson. What? Right, he was great Jack in that. Nicholson. You can't handle the truth. You can't handle the truth. That was a great movie. Anyway, uh, so uh, we are coming to you live from mutinyradio.fm. I said that before, but we got distracted. You, If you want to re- call us, go ahead and give us a call at 415-550-0511. And we, uh, if you want to come down... 315-7217 is our... Okay, sure. Why not? Uh-huh. If you want to get a hold of us, uh, you can reach us at fa- on Facebook at Unleash the rain and on twitter at unleash the rain or you can email me stacy at unleash the rain.com uh, or my my fine co-host vincent and you can um email him at uh vincent, vincent at i was i know but i know i was going to tell you that those are my headsets that i gave you because i didn't know if you brought yours so just so you know those are mine they're not great so you i mean so anyway, I, I, I was I just, I, I was, he was, he was unplugging the headsets I plugged in for him. Once, um, once upon a time, I was I really nice. Really hot chick and she bought me these for. Yes, this. I did buy you those for Christmas. I'm not a hot chick, but I don't, I don't I know. God, that was you. That was me. When we started the radio show, remember? I thought it was Way Pam. back when. For some reason, I thought it was Pam. It was way back when we started the radio station. It was like almost a year and a half ago. Yes. I know. Then when we started the radio station, then we hired Pam. Yes. Yeah. What do you mean we hired? We never hired Pam. Pam hired us. Pam. I was, I was, Pam trained us. <laughs> I got trained on the on the new board you know, too. You know, the new old board. Pam as well as I do. If you had just not said anything, she would have believed it. Oh, okay. She can't remember that far back. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, oh, I didn't hit my thing. Um, and so, if you ever want to come down and check out the space, uh, we're we're here every Tuesday from four to six p.m. Pacific, so you can listen live, um, or you can come down and visit us and bring us pie. And we're located at twenty-seven eighty-one Twenty-first Street in the Mission in San Francisco, and that's Mission in Florida. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, Unleash the Rain is really about um, helping organizations leverage technology to increase revenue and reduce expenses. And our goal is really to help people, you know, free up their time. Uh, so that they can focus on their passion, whether their passion is inside their business or out. And um, what what did you what are you looking for? My gun. Okay. I forgot my gun. Okay, you don't carry a gun. I do. I have been for the last three shows. Why? You don't carry a gun. Stop it. You're I, scaring me now. I had a ray gun. Okay. Oh, pew 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 pew. I could make the ray gun sound. Yes. So, are you talking? So, you have sound effects. This is great. Well, there's. Oh, geez. Okay, fine. Okay. Anyway. One of those little kidlets stole it. It's okay. I have a ray gun. Pam is. Pam is awesome. Station manager. Yes, station manager. Twice. And she has a show on Friday nights that's from eight to eleven. Eight to ten. Eight to ten. Pam Tastic's comedy 
showcase yeah. clubhouse it's a clubhouse she recently she lost and tonight uh, tonight two ounces. You could didn't you lose two ounces when you of marijuana? no, no yeah. you chopped your finger off <laughs> you chopped your finger off yes. <laughs> yeah good you're up. Yeah. You're up. Yeah, I, I uh, was making chicken last night here for Joke Workshop for the comedians, and no good good deed goes unpunished, and I chopped off the top of my finger oh. with uh, poultry shears. I just <gasps> snipped it right off. So, Dude. Yeah, I was going to go get stitches, but like then it was right underneath. Like I, I bite my nails, so I don't have any... If I would have, if I would have had nails, if I wouldn't have bitten my nails like a little neurotic freak, the the scissors would have gone into the nail and it wouldn't have been a big deal. But oh. because I don't have any nails, it just sliced like right in really deeply, and uh, and I decided not to get stitches because it's so close to where the nail is. I'm like, where are they gonna hook it in? Like, where are they gonna? How are they gonna stitch this? So I just they, ha- they probably they probably would have glued it. Oh, you yeah, skin glued I, it. I glued so it. it's fine. Because I didn't want to go spend five hours in the. ER. ER. Probably more with for that. And yeah. Right. And if I just, I just put super glue on it. So cool. Did you actually use real super glue? Yeah. Just that's what super glue was invented for in World War II is for, um, right. Why do I go to CVS and pay three times as much for the fancy skin? Because it doesn't hurt as much. Oh, because the, um, Staples are the worst. Oh god, but they're cheaper. Yeah, cool, 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 cool. well, this was too small for staples too. I mean, I have tiny fingers, but so just a little, uh, just a little crazy glue. It hurts like crazy, <laughs> <laughs> but then it's um, and then everything's fine. It's got, I'm gonna live. That's crazy. Not gonna bleed out. <laughs> hey, but uh, tell them where you are tonight. Uh, actually, I'm babysitting tonight. Oh, you're not doing so brainwash? Oh, so no, next next Tuesday, Next, Tuesday. next Tuesday. Yeah, next, Tell people next, next Tuesday, Tuesday you'll be... At the Brainwash Cafe. Uh, it's I the host Mutiny Radio takeover. takeover of Brainwash. And so it's actually going to be a really fun showcase with... Um, it's an open mic showcase sandwich. So it's open mic showcase, open mic. And it has uh, Clay Newman and Stephanie Silverman, two of my favorite comedians. And then someone else named Alex Davenport uh, all the way out of L.A. But whenever these L.A. kids come up, they always contact me and I put them on shows. So. Well, that's nice. And Brainwash is located at 1122 Folsom Street in San Francisco. Yeah, 7th and Folsom. If you get there before 7 o'clock, uh, they have cheap beers. The, and so, good food. Yeah, yeah. Really, really good, good food. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. great salads and stuff. I, I never eat salads because I like, I like fries and uh, burgers. Yeah, me too. But, and laundry. Uh, and, and yeah, you can do your laundry. You can, you can bring your laundry. laundry and you can listen to comedy. It's all in one kind and of And they'll have Wi-Fi. So yeah. yeah. And, and, and it's a, the Mutiny Radio takeover. Uh, and we like it. Come on out, guys, next week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Pam. Woo! Woo yay! Uh, so. so, yes. No, so we, it's, you know, it, it's the last Tuesday of the month. It is the last Tuesday of the month. So our topic for today is the enlightened entrepreneur. Yes. Um, which we're going to talk about uh, as soon as we get to that part of the show. So. And that's the enlightened entrepreneur is really about how to take care of yourself. So if you're running a business or starting a business or you're um, in management or you're even an employee, really, you're not really giving your best if you're not taking care of yourself. And it's one of the, th- of the pillars, I think, of um, good stewardship of your career and or your company. And I personally am very enlightened recently. Lost, losing 95 pounds. Yes. You know, in, I in need to lose weight. Uh huh. Is that a reference to me? 
If I lost you? Yeah. I tried to lose you. Can't I tried wait. to lose you twice today. <laughs> I ditched you in the BART station, and there you were on the train. Yes. And then I ditched you at the cafe, and then here you showed up at the radio station. Yes. yes. Jeez. Kind of. So it's in like some you're ways following I'm not me or something. In other ways, I'm a puppy. You're a puppy. Yeah. Um, okay, so this week I'm very... We'll talk about that today, by the way. We will. We're going we're yep. to bring up an interesting in, uh, incident that happened today. Oh, you want to talk about that? I, I want to make okay. an example. Wow, you're going to be super vulnerable. That's awesome. I'm impressed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I will try not to be too much of a bitch about it. How are you going to do that? Nice. So I'm super excited this week. Uh, tomorrow. Have a plan going in. Yeah, no. All right. Anyway, tomorrow. Uh, so before I get into the latest news, any news tidbits I want to bring up, uh, tomorrow I'm really excited. Um, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of this week, I'm going to Zoho, the corporate headquarters for Zoho. Not a good place to lose weight. Nah, not a bad place, actually, though. Mm-hmm. They actually have a lot of salads and vegetables. But anyway, can I, can I actually speak or are you going to interrupt everything I say and talk about food? It's because we haven't eaten and we're going to talk about that later. And that's going to be, <laughs> that's why I'm bitchy. Yes. Um, anyway, I digress. Uh, so, um, Zoho Corporation has several different products, right? One of them is Zoho CRM that we talk about. They have a lot of sales and marketing stuff. And they also have this product called Creator. Mm-hmm. And then they, for Creator, which is Creator's an app that lets you easily build applications and not have to know code. And the scripting language that they use is a scripting language they created called Deluge. Mm-hmm. And using Deluge and Creator, you can create all kinds of apps. So for And so they have a conference every year around uh, Creator, and it's called the Developer Conference, and it is April 27th, 28th, and 29th, and it's being held in Pleasanton, as I said. I'll go ahead and put the link to register on our website if people want to register. Um, uh, you can go for all three days. The first two days are a, a, a hands-on workshop where you're, we're actually going to, they're going to take people through how to create an actual application from scratch. And you can either sign up for a trial account of creator, or you can use a demo account that they're going to give people. Um, so that's 99 bucks for those two days and it's hands-on, or you can sign up for the third day, which is basically the, uh, an overview of, of creator and the kinds of things you can do with it. So it's sort of like, here's, how to do it and then here's what you what you can how you can make it fly um, so if you just want to come and get information about how you might want to use it um, I'm, I've invited some of my customers to come on the third day to just learn about creator um, so that if they want to build any custom apps of course I'm I'm a creator certified developer so um, I can build them for you or you can come all three days and learn how to build them and then learn how to make it fly C- and custom apps for apps for like I- iPhones well yeah. like you, you an actually like yeah. it, it can be it's you, they're web-based um, well they're there's three options. So you can create an application that can do anything like, a, like a, a ten, like the one we're going to do in the workshop is actually attendee management for events. Okay. And then you can turn that into a mobile app oh, for see. tablets and, and, and smartphones. And you can also, if you are some super secret company and you want to create the application and then you don't want to have it hosted on the web and the cloud for some reason, maybe it has like, you know, super secret stuff on it, like people's financial information or whatever, sure. you can actually create an offline version and then store it on your own server, which is new last year. My question is, like, let's say I wanted to create a mutiny radio app. 
would I be able to go to this conference for $99 and do a hands-on, like, I'm going to build an app that you buy for 99 cents and then you can stream Mutiny Radio all the time and get podcasts and... No. No. I'm going to say no, that this conference won't do that for you. So it's not like an app app. It's like, uh, it's, like you said, it's more website-based and like tricks, tricks on your web page. No, it's, uh, it's, it, it's middleware. So, it, so there's, uh, that's a term. So basically, it allows you to interface with something else. In other words, if you have, oh. uh, let's say, a uh, CRM for the station, radio right. station, yeah. a, c- a customer relationship manager, and you, wanted to Im- and you wanted people to be able to sign up or find out what radio shows are there, then you could create an app that interfaces with that. Oh. Or your accounting pro- program, for instance, or an attendance list, or okay. you know, something like that. But it has, it's, it's, you're building it to interface with something else. See, I, I'm, I've, I don't know a lot about technology, but whenever anybody says app, all I've been trained to think about is iPhones and things that you go pink and it's like, yeah. oh, it does this thing for you. And the people, cause that's like, people keep saying that that's how you make money is that you right. design an app and then everybody wants to get the app and then you make money. Um, it, it, we should talk offline. It might be, uh, it might be helpful. It might, it might be an option. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. But you don't have to go. Well, no, I mean, I just, I was just curious that like that was what it was. Cause there's another Why, app. I'm a certified creator developer. Why you don't ask me? Uh, uh, maybe well, I'll, there we go. maybe I'll do it in trade for my. That would, well, and this is, there's something else that's completely outside the station. I'm working with three ladies uh-huh. on creating an app that's going to make us uh, millionaires. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Don't tell me. It's. It's Nanny Robics. No, wouldn't that be the best though? Yes. Yeah. Like a little Nanny app Robics. that said, like, now push the stroller up a hill. I had a kind of like that. You would flip what it over and it would be. Okay, no, stop. Um, what was, what's, your, what's the so thing with the So we already have ladies? it copyrighted, so I'm not worried about saying it on your. Well, I, mean, I was just going to say, you don't have to give too much away if you don't want to, but so since you already have it copyrighted. It's an app that uh, it's called uh, exchangep2p.com and it's creating global community through trade and okay. so you buy the app and then you fill out this cool profile or it eats your it eats your facebook and then tells you things Love that. and then it helps you connect with people that have the similar things so let's say that i'm a size 7 and i need to go on some job interviews and I need a silk suit from Ann Taylor. And I just don't have any of those because I wear jeans, t-shirts and leather jackets. Yep. So what I do is I buy the app. Well, I get, I'll get it for free in the beginning. Well, we'll be giving it away for free when we beta test, but then you match with certain people and then you sort of exchange things. We give them a bag that has the logo on it so that they can just, they know who the person is and you meet up at a place and like, we're going to have bars and restaurants like sponsor and pay us so that they can be one of the specified places and then you trade your stuff. So like That's really cool. So maybe I have like I have all these leather jackets I don't wear anymore. And maybe she has a bunch of floral print things that are appropriate for work. And we meet up and we switch our stuff. That's awesome. Right. So it's like everybody wins. And we we're trying to like work out all these other things that we can put into it. But like, you know, if you're a guy and you've just moved to San Francisco and you don't know a lot of people and you want to like, Hey, let's, I'm going to meet some dude at a bar and I need ties or whatever, you know? Right. And then you make new friends and get cool stuff. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, no, I just, uh, how is it different or, or I think it's different than tradesy. I've never heard of tradesy. Okay. Um, so Tradesy is uh, a website, uh-huh. so it's not, I don't 
think they have an app. I'm looking at it online right now. Um, so you can sell anything from your closet. Um, so I think Tradesy is more shopping right. than trading, although it started out trading. Right. But I think they had a hard time making money off of it trading. Absolutely. Well, the thing and is how that, are you going to make money? It's the app. So you, you have three different versions of the app you can buy. You can buy the 99 cent app. That's 99 cents a month. Also, they only, they only, Tradesy is only authentic designer. Oh yeah. This is, this is like anything. Whatever the hell you this have. This is, yeah. This mm-hmm. is like, I have a bunch of jeans and I. All I'm, I wear is designer clothes. So. Wow. Well, some people, but they, they, when you, when they take the information off of Facebook, there might be people that have like designer things that want to, to do that and they just want to get rid of it. I mean, this all came from the idea that I have an entire suitcase in my closet filled with clothing that's great it's it was one time expensive and nice i just don't wear it anymore right but i don't want to give it away and i don't want to throw it away and you don't want to take it to a consignment store and i don't want to take it to a consignment store i just want to give it to someone who's my same size and maybe and maybe get something and maybe get something cool right yeah or right i mean on. it could even be like i'm gonna bring you all these clothes and you buy me a couple of beers like that's i mean it could be anything but that's you work awesome. that on your own but the way that we make the money is by um advertising so you can buy the app for 99 cents where it has tons of advertising on it. You can buy it for $1.99, meaning that it's only certain parts of the website. If you buy it, the $2.99 a month package, you get like all these bells and whistles. You don't have to have any ads. You get access to everything. It's like special, but it's, but it's, it's based on the thing that you told us last week on the show, which is that the reason they put in a super size is so that people will buy the size lower. So we want them to spend $1.99. We don't want them to spend $2.99. They don't have to do that no we want to spend a dollar 99 but the people who spend 2.99 you're like woohoo right exactly and then yep. they're stoked and, and every month it just automatically comes out it's not that much money anyways we give them a little bag they get to use the service everybody's happy and then we would also as it grew when places wanted to become like a meetup a place to exchange then they would they would also get advertising. So it would be like benders nice. would give us money for advertising. Or we would say, hey, this month's sponsored place to exchange P2P is Zeitgeist or yeah. is Town or Brainwash. And so they give us some money and then we make. So it's like there's like ads that are local ads for specific things that are more like helpful. And then there's ads that are like you know, stamps.com or any of those. Right. Whoever wants to give you money, whoever wants to give us money when it starts growing, which might not have anything to do with clothing. It could even be like mod cloth or one of those things where they're they're trying to sell clothing. Right. And we're like, which would make sense. Right. Sure. So that's like what I've been meeting with these ladies and we're all just like throwing all our ideas in and then working on it together. That's awesome. So that's why I was like, Ooh, application thing. Cause then we could, um, well, we should talk at the break. Okay. Um, I mean, you're welcome to come to the uh, the conference. I don't know if you what you're doing. Can you get? I can pick you up from Bart. But Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah, I, Fri- I, I, Friday. I, babys- I babysit and I've got all my shows. Friday. But it's Friday. No. I mean, I would, okay. but I'm all right. I'm here. But all day. just but ask me. You. Yeah. Just asked me. Perfect. I just all this. I, I just figured I've got to jump into it because everyone's got an app these days. Everyone's got an idea for an app, mm-hmm. and it's gets like this million dollar idea, and it's like okay. And it seems like one of those things that once you put out there, and it's it's a weird economy because it doesn't cost people that much. Right. I mean, it's what like twelve bucks a year to have the whole program, but mm-hmm. if you have, you know, 
a thousand, four thousand people spending. Well, but then you you all you you also can do like. You could do P2P in San Francisco, then you could launch it in right. like San Jose and then Oakland and Berkeley and then eventually like Los Angeles and Portland and, and Seattle and Chicago and, and New York. We were thinking like internationally because wouldn't it be fun to go to Paris because we don't have any clothes there and they love American clothes, right? So you yeah. go to Paris with like a ton of jeans and they're like, Levi's, Levi's, you know, or whatever. Right. And then you come out with like weird Parisian clothes or from Italy or I mean I yeah. would do that I would I would travel with a whole suitcase full of stuff that I wasn't going to take home and then meet a bunch of people because then you would find out the cool things to do in Paris or whatever like you'd meet a exchange with someone at some cool cafe and you're like now I feel like a local so anyways that's why is that doing that no yeah. the, the computer screen right here oh that's a good question it sounds like it looks like it's cy cycling yeah. or there it is. Oh, I'm like, no, the, the computer screen in front of me just started like blinking madly. And I was like, okay, do we have a poltergeist in here? Yeah, well, I think I there is actually. There was a ghost the other night that was turning the lights on and off. And I was like, are we, uh, it was during the Fantastic Show. And it, the lights are going on and off. It was when I was doing jokes about abortions. And I'm like, is my dead baby in the room right now? <laughs> like, is that, what, is that what's happening? Like, and it's turning the lights on and off because it doesn't like the abortion joke? <laughs> That, I didn't. I didn't know. I got. I got some laughs out of it. But then the lights yes. flickering on and off. You and might want like, to work oh. that into your show now. Yeah. You want to have somebody surreptitiously like or figure Turn out a way lights. to. You know. Yeah, to, it to might have been remote. that. It might have been someone in the corner just leaning up against the light thing. Yeah. We. Who knows. Hey. So knows? while I have you. Yeah. Um. So I, we'll talk about the app thing offline. Yeah. Uh. And we'll get back to the creator conference in a minute. But what um, what are these posters? What's the current so, art exhibit that's up right, right now? This is the new art exhibit. My friend uh, Jimmy gave me all of this art from this uh, artist who he's like, he's a famous artist, but I don't remember his name. Okay. But he gave me all of this art. And it's really neat because he took these pictures of... Uh, straight people and trans people, but a lot of trans people. Uh, and he sewed them all together. So it's all of these different pictures that he printed out on different colored things. And then they're actually sewn together on the, on the underside of it. And it's like... It's supposed to be this quilt kind of of what makes up San Francisco. And... Uh, oh, really? Yeah, it's like this huge... And they're not all supposed to be like together... In, I mean, I think that's the way they originally put it is that they were all super close and next to each other. So it looked like this one big quilt, oh, but, um, gotcha. I kind of like them as their own, you know, individual things. And yeah, I'm going to find out the artist's name next time I see Jimmy. Um, okay. But I know the ones that I put down beneath are really cool down here too. Yeah. And there's only one that's like really super provocative that you guys will like for the regarding sex show on Wednesdays and uh, it's in the corner by the door. Oh, am I not supposed to say that's that? That's okay. That's fine. Okay. We'll check that out. Okay. But it's, you'll check, yeah, check the one out by the door and see if you know what it is because Roman Reimer of uh, Weekly Review, I showed him the poster and I'm like, I'm worried about putting this one up. And he's like, well, what is it? And I was like, look a little closer. And then I told him what it was and he said, Oh, I usually look out for stuff like that, and I didn't even see it. So it made me feel made me feel better about uh, what I put up on the wall. So no one can tell what it is, so it's okay. That's awesome. Yeah, but uh, so yeah, the new art thing is really fun. My favorite one is that weird speed one in the corner with the sort of. Uh, yeah, I dig that one. I was like, what is happening here? Uh, I, like, I like the one with the uh, horses on it. 
The horses? Yeah. What are you talking wall. about? Oh, oh no, that. Oh, that's that's yeah. That's we like were, a circa nineteen seventy two burnout on wood shellacked. Yeah. Something. I was gonna I was gonna mess with it and put some uh, bizarre things in it and like decoupage it on top, but I just haven't found the time yet. Yeah. But that was a in gift. Your spare time. In my spare time. That was a gift from Ethan Albers, comedian Ethan Albers. He thought it would be cute for us to have uh, the old school horses on the wall. It is very cute. Yeah. yeah. I like so, it. And it says on it ten thousand dollars or best offer. Yes, that's the price. <laughs> or best offer. Or being best the offer. key part of that phrase. Right. So if someone wants to offer us two fifty for it, I, I probably won't say no. <laughs> well, but we need a new computer. So maybe Absolutely. if somebody wants to offer us what's the price of a new Mac that we need? Oh geez. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess because I don't understand anything and say eight hundred dollars. I think maybe more like twelve hundred. More like twelve hundred. Wait, wait, wait. Are you gonna get something like this? We're gonna get this computer Actually, here. This this particular yeah. Mac is from I think circa two thousand. So anything we get is gonna be better than this. Oh. We can't even update the software, the Flash on it to make it play YouTube anymore. Like it's that old. It won't take new updates. It just doesn't have the. It's like Windows 6 or something. It's really... Well, I don't even know what it's it Mac. is. Macs don't so, have Windows. Yeah. No, it's not Windows. So, but it's old, It's an old, old operating system, and we just need a new one. So, I and, mean... And uh, to get something to replace it, you're actually right. Uh, if you don't have to buy the monitor or the keyboard, you can get a Mac for about 500 bucks. Okay, cool. It's a little small one. But like that one over there. Uh, no, that not the one on the bottom, but the one... It's underneath the... It's up on top of the CD player. That's the whole computer. Yes, like that. that yeah. That one is about 500 bucks, yeah. Yeah. I'm, and that's funny because that's a computer. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I'm so wowed by technology and what's been happening so fast and that anything from even 2006 at this point is completely obsolete. My computer that I bought in 2012 that I thought was great, my laptop is now just seems like stupid. But I guess that's six years or five years, four years ago. So yeah, that's super old in, in technology. In technology terms, terms. Mm -hmm. when do people when they if you have an actual well, business, you got to be careful there though. We've had the conversation. Yes, we have. Solar energy has essentially been the same thing since eighteen seventy five. Sure. No, seriously, because solar panels have been around since eighteen seventy five. We just haven't done anything with it. It's like tubes underneath reflective stuff that makes the water get hot, right? That's like no, they actually. You, have you ever seen them, uh, like at the science show, where they have those little spinny things? You put them outside, and they spin really fast. That's essentially what a, 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 a you know a, a solar panel um, is. It, what differs now is they can now make it's more they're more efficient. Right. But that's only recent. Yeah, with all the new co companies that are like even, and they're making so much money that they in Utah they bought the stadium Vivint Vivint. Vivint yeah. is the new one of the new big um, solar things, and it's somehow you can have them installed for like, or you get when you get them installed, you get all the money back from the government or something. I don't yes, understand, yeah. but and you can even put back into the grip. But this Vivint Solar is making so much money that they bought. The state, they're the Vivint Stadium in uh, Salt Lake City. I did not know that. I didn't know they bought that stadium. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. It used to be um, Overstock.com, mm -hmm. and that's now it's thought, yeah. Vivint. Well, Overstock's kind of... Right. They've yeah. fallen by the... Wow. That's crazy to me, too, that the way that things that were once so big are not... 
Dropbox is dying. Yeah. Dropbox is dying, really. Really? What about yeah. no. Zenga? When Zenga came out, I was like, what is this stupid Farmville? And then they made all those games, and now I heard that, like, oh, they're, yeah, they're, they're having they're trouble. The city, they, are. Yeah. they can't afford the city. Anymore. Yeah, they're giving up all their space, in, or most of their space in San Francisco. And, you know, yeah. the thing about that is I had a friend who started working for them, like, six years ago as a temp, yeah. and he stopped working for them a year ago, and he cashed out all his stock. Smart. He moved to, like, Sweden or something. Uh, but he made like millions of dollars. So they, they gave their employees, he started working for them as a temp and then he ended up becoming like a big guy with them and they were paying him like, you know, I don't know, $200,000 a year and with all these stock options and he didn't have to work that hard. And every Friday they gave him beer and all that stuff. And then he sold all his stock and moved out of the country. So Smart guy. I know, super smart. He's like, laughing all the way to the Swedish bank. Uh, and the funny thing was, he and I used to be really good friends, and we would go to, I would even have to buy his dollar tacos at El Toro on 17th and <laughs> Valencia. Like, he was so poor, he would borrow money from me. And he was so, so poor. And now he's like super rich. And I'm like, where are the kickbacks, bro? There are yeah. no kickbacks. When your friends become rich, there are no, no. they don't turn back. They don't no. like, oh, remember that girl who used to buy me tacos? Tacos? No. Nah. I should I should probably take her out for a meal or something. Yeah, that doesn't nah, that doesn't happen with I, the nah. rich people. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you guys can somehow explain how why everything why does it all become obsolete so quickly? Is it because you can make more money on the new products and they're hoping that you just trash your old products and buy the new ones, or is it that it really is an upgrade that's so significant that you really need it? They, uh, well, in terms of computers, it, uh, Moore's law indicates that you double your trans, your speeds every two to three years. Now, oh. that's not that's not the. Uh, <laughs> I I just got uh, I just got somebody who uh, is obviously listening to the show, which yes. cracks me up that she's listening. Yes. And she said, "Zenga will always have words with friends. Always, it has to. <laughs> it's a friend of mine who's addicted to words with friends. So that's so funny. Why didn't Scrabble nice just to make hear their from own? you, my friend, Liz? Yes. Why didn't yeah. Scrabble just make their own app? Um, Words with Friends is a little different than Scrabble, though. I don't. I don't. I think Scrabble's owned by a bigger game company oh, that okay. makes a bunch like of board Milton games, and, yeah. and they're like, you're like, yeah. yeah, no, you have to play it. You know, they're like, not create. They didn't create an app. It didn't create an app, and yeah. now Words with Friends exists, and there it's a total rip off of Scrabble. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. That's how we make money. So, I used to be addicted to Words with Friends, but, but it transitions anyway. out and. But, you know, who knows? Uh, last, I went to the last Zoho com- conference, the last one I went. I, one of the presenters actually pointed out that for some reason, part of it is just because the technology moves forward, but part of it is just people want it. Like uh. people will line up the night before and cry when they get in the door at the Apple store to get the newest Apple thing. I don't understand it. It's, it's crazy, isn't it? Absolutely. Well, you're wearing the Apple watch, aren't you? No. No. Oh, no. Okay. Heck it no. just, it looks like you have an iPod on your wrist. No, it's, this is a phone. It's a phone. Yeah. The Apple watch is a Bluetooth device. Oh. That's, that's it's, you know, it's, it's of course $7,500, but it's Is really that how expensive it is? For the gold one. Yeah. Wow. But it's basically a Bluetooth headset. Wow. Yeah. This is actually a phone. But what I've discovered is you can't use Dick Tracy comments about it. Because <laughs> people just look at you and say, 
Do you even understand the reference? Yes, of course. Dick Tracy had okay. a he had a phone on his wrist. I'm that just was saying. Big. I'm saying there's a, it's an age thing. No, no, yes. no. I'm an old lady. It's fine. I remember. Yeah. I remember Dick Tracy well, before you're, you're they previous, redid it. Yeah, yeah. You already before before they redid it with the. Um, Warren Beatty and Madonna yes. before it was that movie. Well, it, it was actually mentioning Warren Beatty means you're old. <laughs> and Madonna, really. Yeah, yeah, honestly. Yeah, yeah, well, she was a too. terrible actress in that too. They yeah. shouldn't have let her act in the eighties. I mean, I don't know why they put her in a Vita in the early nineties. I mean, she can sing, but she can't act her way out of a wet paper bag with both ends cut off. <laughs> Seriously, like even Desperately Seeking Susan, it was like Desperately Seeking Actors. Like can you, <laughs> Patricia Arquette was like a, a goddess in that movie compared to Madonna. I'm, I'm, that may have been what started her career. It was like, she's really good. Yeah, <laughs> compared to Madonna, it's not tough. Jets. You have John Cusack, too. Who's, uh, oh, I love John hand. Cusack. Well, they're brother and sister. Jonah John, yeah. I like yep. both of them. Yeah. Me too, I love them. Yeah, good so. stuff. Um so sorry, I derailed you guys completely. No, 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 it's oh. totally fine. Um, <laughs> well, we missed our musical break, but you know that's all right. We, we we'll get there. But uh, but our our mystery listener also informed me that um, she's she's helping us segue into our next segment, which is news of the day. Okay. Which is that Apple actually just reported for the first time that they lost money based on their phones this quarter. Oh. Apple lost money for the first time, like mm-hmm. ever since 1980 or whenever ever. they started. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. No, they lost money before, but for the first not time. Not on the phones. Not on the phones. Not on the phones. Okay, on the phones. Got it. Got it. Yeah, yeah no, they've lost money. lost money before. Yes, not on their phones. Big though. time lost money. So you're talking about how people line up for it. Yes. You know, and then, you know, maybe not so much anymore. No. Wow. Well, every, I mean, how good does your phone how if you have an iPhone 6 why would you need an iPhone 7 you know like they're so close maybe if you had an iPhone 4 you'd be like all right it's time to trade it in or I mean I don't have a smartphone at all so I've been told that if I don't get a smartphone the world is just going to leave me behind it is because okay first of all if you talk into a phone and you have a smart mouth like you do hold the phone yeah (laughs) but I'm You are going to need a smartphone in order to use your own app that you're going to create for P2P. That's absolutely true. We were talking about absolutely that. Absolutely true. Oh, absolutely you, true. Absolutely yeah, true. we're going to have to... <laughs> it, is, it is putterific in here. I'm going to have to get um, a smartphone. It's true. I just... I honestly believe that um, iPhones, that touchscreen technology contains uh, the dead souls of Chinese babies. Like, that's how, <laughs> that's how touchscreen technology works, is that it's the souls of dead Chinese babies that are living in your phone, and then you touch it, and they move things around like magic. Would they be aborted babies? Uh, well, no. maybe. I don't know. I've heard that the Chinese now are throwing their babies off of iPhone buildings. Like, they're just, they can't even well, do it you anymore. Can have, you can only have one. Child no, I think they, they lifted that ban, actually. And um, that was the interesting thing is when they lifted the ban to say that you can have more than one kid. The problem was that ever since they put the ban on it, there are like maybe a million, two million people that were a second child, but they never got recognized by the government. And so they have no paperwork. Right. They have no... They have. They don't exist. Basically, there's like two million Chinese people that were the second child that just don't exist. And they can't, it's like hard for them to get jobs because they can't, they can't do anything really because they're not actual people because they weren't supposed to exist. They're not actual people? Just because they don't have cards, they're not actual people? Well, they people? don't, they, they can't, they don't have, they don't have like a, they don't so have you, a birth you, certificate. They don't have. Yeah, because they were How secret. can I become one of those Chinese babies? I want to, I want to not exist. Right, okay. it's the, it just so don't exist. They, you can, you can now have. Two kids. Two kids. They didn't kids. like say you can have as many kids as you want. So right. Cath- Catholics not flocking. Catholics and Mormons no. not flocking to China. No. But 
you may have two kids not one but that's and that's the thing now i guess if you have a third they do you know why they did it why they do it I heard that they because they put a one child ban on now that the population in China is primarily men. So it's like 70% men and 30% women and mm-hmm. that's why the sex trade was getting so big. They were sending over little people um, from like Indonesia and other countries to be sex slaves because there are so many uh, horny men and there aren't enough women in their own population. Right. And so they're saying, "Oh, I have some baby girls." Duh. What but what the, but what the another pun right yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what the government said was it was not to address the sex discrepancy because they've never wanted to admit that people got rid of their baby girls that they drowned their baby up, girls in the chamber or had, yeah, yeah. Um, and what they said instead was that it was because they uh, because of the aging population oh which is not true no it's just smoke and mirrors of the communist party saying it's just because we're getting old it's like well not really you have more people on the planet than anyone um and most of them are men yes um but yeah no but everybody else is like it's because of the sex discrepancies and the sex trade and but it's not gonna the two child policy is not going to get rid of the sex the problem with female babies no it's it because every family's going to want a boy and a girl right boy first so yeah, they're gonna not take any chances. Right. They're gonna still do all the horrible things. And as medical technology advances, now they're gonna they're you can sex your baby in <gasps> utero. Right. And abort it. Wow. That's see, that's why they when that and that all works out in uh, in I, in Apple's favor for the iPhones, so that they can <laughs> yeah. use the dead babies to f- you know forward the touchscreen technology. You crack me yeah. up. I I on okay. I don't honestly believe that. I mean, I'm not that crazy. No, but no. it is but it is funny. a funny joke, and it does bring up some of the issues that happen yeah. in China with like you know, I don't know, human rights violations. You know, drowning what's, baby uh, girls. What's the, whatever. Uh, what, how many? What's the uh, kid restriction in San Francisco? Oh, you okay. must have a kid restriction, right? Because there's no kids here. There's tons can't. of kids here. There are tons of kids. I thought, I thought the, most of the people, most okay. of the kids you babysit are like 21, 22, right? <laughs> yeah. They're called comedians. Yeah, they're called comedians. Um, yeah. No, th- uh, there are a lot of kids here, but you don't see them because they're really rich. And so right. we hang out in the mission where now there are kids here. We there are, there's lots of kids. Um, they're at the park with their nannies right now. Well, right. here's the difference. What's the difference between a mommy and a nanny? I, I give up. Uh, there isn't one. They're both on their cell phone the whole time. <laughs> even the dogs have cell phones in the park. I don't even know what's happening. Like even the the one ten year old. I'm going to hang out with some kids at at uh, five o'clock here up the street, mm-hmm. and one of them is ten years old, and she has an iPhone better than me. Well, I don't have an iPhone, but she has a great phone. And I'm like, what do you need this for? And she says, well, I text my friends. I'm like you're ten. What could you possibly text mm-hmm. friends? And she's like, well, emojis. And I'm like, what, which, what emojis do you send them? She's like, hearts, smiley faces, I don't know, eggplants. I'm like, what is even, what does that mean? Why would you send someone an eggplant? What does that even, <laughs> I don't even, it's, it's, it's a funny. Egg, eggplants are funny. I, I get I it. Guess. Mm-hmm. I guess. But I think that uh, small children should not be uh, texting. Well, what age do you think it's appropriate for children to have uh, 
a, fo- a cell phone? I think this that is it, a great question. I actually. think it's appropriate for a seven-year-old to have a cell phone, but it should only have two numbers on it. It should have like nine one one, mom and dad, and that's it. So if some and that, maybe the that, school. That, so you're going to force these kids to to speak to their parents. What do their parents do to deserve that? Uh, I'm going to force them. Well, the thing is, the the point is that young children, if they have a phone, yes. it should only be for emergencies because. Who else are they going to talk to? Like, you should be able to talk to the police if it's stranger danger. You should be able to talk to, like, the fire department if you burn your house down, if your parents leave you alone, like, losers. You should be able to call your parents if something happens at school. You should be able to call the school if something happens... At school. At school, or whatever. But but there's no reason for, for a seven-year-old to be calling a friend. What are they going to talk about? Barbies? I I agree. And I think, um, I I think that there are some kids who are young, who are old enough to be able to navigate dialing one or two numbers. Sure. Um, in the case of, you know, situation where it's like divorced parents, where the swap happens like at school. So one parent drops off, the other one picks up. You want them to be able to call their other parent. Absolutely. Other parent doesn't show up for some reason, school and then emergency. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and that's it. And then they can learn the responsibility of a phone because that's the problem too. Like, I mean, I'm a, I'm 41 and I grew up without, I didn't have a cell phone until 97 and I didn't, I mean, I had a computer in college and everything, but it wasn't like the way it is now with porn. Like you can get any kind of porn on your cell phone and we're just giving 12 year old boys willy nilly like access to all this porn. I well, mean, but even they, if you're but they have parent. access to porn anyway. Yes. I know they, but there's like, there's gotta be. Right. Because their parents give them computers and tablets and right. all that kind of stuff. I just. And they're on the internet. They can get on the internet on their freaking um, Xbox 360. That's true. I mean, I guess I'm just, I'm a Luddite and I just really wish that kids read books instead of staring at computer screens. But it, this is. No, seriously. And I, I hang out with these high school kids on Thursdays and we do a show here and they were talking about video games or whatever. And I said, how many hours a night do you do a video games? And the one kid's like, well, I get home about six and I'm on it pretty much until my mom kicks me off to go to bed, which is like 10. So I said, when do you do your homework? They're like, oh, I do my homework before six o'clock before I get home. Get home. Yeah. So I said, you spend four hours a night playing video games. And they're like, yeah. And I said, what about Saturday? So, oh, Saturday all day, Sunday all day. And I was like, so what does it do for you? Do you think it makes you a smarter person? you think it makes you better at school? And they're like, no, it's just really fun. <laughs> and I feel like we're, I don't know, like, I just, I have a problem with all of the technology that's happening all right, and our, access to and it. Our, and our one listener is departing. She's got to run probably to go have cocktails, but she Play. wanted to just say that she needed, she, that the kids also need to be able to call Domino's. Oh, that's because fair Because they enough. need to, because mom's not fixing dinner because she's enjoying happy hour. Sure. That's yeah. totally fair. Dominoes, police, parents, school. Yep. That's it. That's all I get. Yep. And maybe not Domino's, maybe round table. Whatever. Well, you can actually text an emoji now to, (laughs) to, uh, what's it called? To, uh, Domino's and they'll send you a pizza. You don't even have to say like, I want a pizza. You just send them an emoji of a pizza and somehow they know. That's freaky. Yeah. Cause they, they have access to your phone. Right. And they know everything. Indeed. And on that note, we're going to take a short musical break of one song, and I'm going to play me some Prince because I love Prince, Aww, and I feel, yes. yeah. So, um, but I need just another minute because, of course, uh, my phone. So, so when we come back from the break, you can give us a call at 415-550-0511. That's the station number if you'd like to talk to, to Pam and discuss her uh, child-rearing techniques. 
Uh, that's the number to call. And, and if you call us on Tuesdays from 4 to 6, that's every Tuesday here in the Mission, you'll get uh, somebody, almost always the Stacy, but... Yes. But, the uh, Stacy. The Stacy. Yep. Or you can get a hold of us at uh, Stacy at Power uh, to Unleash the Rain. You can get a, actually get a hold of Stacy at Power 3, too. Yep. All right. We'll be right back. You and I 
Welcome back to Unleash the Rain. We're coming to you live from mutinyradio.fm every Tuesday from 4 to 6 p.m. Pacific. I have food in my mouth, so I'm going to swallow that, and then I'm going to keep talking. Um, so if you need to get a hold of us, you can follow us on Twitter at Unleash the Rain or Facebook Unleash the Rain. And you can get a hold of myself via email, stacy at unleashtherain.com, or my fine co-host, Vincent, vincent at unleashtherain.com. If you want to call in live, you can reach us at 415-550-0511. Don't get too close to the the mic. Why? Until you finish eating whatever is on your lips. Stop. Well, the song ended sooner than I thought it was going to. That's okay. How that? Did you unplug that? No. Oh, I did. I yes. have it on my phone. Never mind. I, I got confused. Yeah. I got confused with technology in the station. Big surprise there. Oh, they're um, upgrading the station too. So uh, it's exciting. Thank you for putting up with the stream. I know some of you have been trying to listen live, and the stream's been down here and there. But we appreciate it. We are a listener-sponsored radio station. Uh, primarily a comedy format, and one of the few stations in the entire city of San Francisco that actually has a listener uh, uh, or an audience participation place. So you can come in and watch us make make faces. Uh, when it gets really stormy here and rainy in the winter, because we're in the mission, people will come off the street just to get out of the rain and listen in. I, don't, uh, I thought they came in to listen to us because we were so good, but uh, uh, no, it was because... Uh, because it was raining outside and they didn't want to get wet anymore. So, but that's okay. I, I don't care as long as you're listening to us. So, as I think Stacy started to tell you, 415-550-0511 or bring a pie down here to 21st and Florida. We're live every Tuesday from 4 to 6. And um, you can also get a hold of us and uh, at least the And then uh, and I'm here with Stacy Roach of, yeah, Power, I'm here. Three, I'm here. of Hi. Hi. Power 3. Hi. How's it going? And I'm Vincent Hi. Montgomery Hi. with uh, Cheyenne Technologies. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, oh, oh, wait, I meant to get the book. Hold the phone. I'll be right back. Hold Keep the talking. Phone. Yes. So this, uh, as you uh, know, we have a new format this year, and we're actually refining that format. We are going to have a couple different Don't guests, but uh, we are going to... Don't talk about the format. Okay. Sorry. It's all right. We're just going to do it. We don't need to talk about it. People don't really care. Um, well, I was just letting him know that. that, that no, because I'm not. I'm not so sure I buy into your format. Oh, I thought you just said this is what we're doing, and I was like, I don't know if I agree with that. But you, you gave me the format. <laughs> it's not my format. It's your format. The the, four, the fourth. Oh, I thought you were talking about the twenty 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 twenty. No, I'm talking oh, about the fact yeah, that no, the, the, the yes, no. yeah. Oh, that yes, we are going to have a theme every week. Yeah. Repeating. So week one is sales and marketing, which is next week. I have some super exciting stuff to talk about with that. Um, then the second week is, uh, I forget, I always forget the second week. It's And then it's like operation stuff. It's like yes, the stuff operations. I don't love. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, I, had a, I had a clever name and I need to actually, mm-hmm. uh, maybe it wasn't that clever because I can't remember it. Um, and then week number three is, uh, the third week of the month is Geek Week with my co-host Michael McCullough from G Solutions. And then fourth week is what we're on right now, which is the enlightened entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. I thought you were going to talk about the your idea of breaking the segments up shorter and shorter and blah, blah, no, blah. No, no, no. Okay, good. Because I'm not sure I want to do that. No, it's uh, in that format, by the way, is not 
just it's, it's more more involved with I know. if you have I got guests, it. you have to have anyway, moving on. Um, so talking about the enlightened entrepreneur. So um, Vincent and I are both reading a book. Well, you gave it to me. Yes. And we kind of wanted to talk about that book today. Yes? Yes, we did. And uh, it's a book called The Anatomy of Peace, Resolving the Heart of Conflict. And it's pr- uh, put out by the Arbinger Institute. Right, which is a um, think tank institute. Yes, I don't really know anything about them. Um, but why book. don't you tell how you, how you came to this book? The, how you found this book? The, uh, I, I actually went to a... Um, I went... I'm in the middle of a... Uh, uh, I don't know how to say it, but uh, anyway, it is a uh, working through conflict. It's a a uh, I can't think of what it, um, I okay. call it. Um, like a workshop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah program. Yeah, program. 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 Through, okay. Pro- okay. Program working through conflict. <laughs> and where? How to uh, at the Anasazi Foundation. Okay, and so, what is the Anasazi Foundation? Anasazi Foundation is was founded back in the day. And uh, by the way, I'm gonna right now. I'm gonna put the on Facebook. I'm gonna put and Twitter. I'm gonna put the um, information about the book. Right. And so what they're what they're trying to do is help people resolve conflict, especially in close quarters or social situations yep. where conflict creates a unhealthy environment for the people. It, living in it, like with neighbors or coworkers or, mm-hmm. you know, you, you've got so, sometimes, at, hey, it's not, it's no surprise, especially not in this country, coworkers go off the deep end, they get fired, they mm-hmm. kill their other coworkers or their students or kids at school. It's, it's stupid. But so the anatomy of peace is about how we look at, and it's, it's a huge book. It's a, it's a great book. You can almost, you can't find anybody that's read that book, I think that isn't at least appreciative of the book. Uh, if you read some of the... Uh, um, the Quotes, the forward, reviews. The forward mm-hmm. it, uh, of it, and it's, it's uh, pretty remarkable. But so, so today, we're going to talk about two things, and I mentioned that I was going to mention what I did today. I had a client who um, had a project go just horribly, horribly south, and we're trying to recover from it, and I was late picking up... Stacy today. So, uh, yes. Because we normally commute into the city and then discuss the show. Anything in particular that we want to talk about at the last second, any business cases, anything of that stuff coming in. So there's two parts to the, I thought we'd approach today with your permission. Of course. And that is, the first is about how we, one of the things on the anatomy piece, and you've got to look at it. It's, it's a fairly, it's not a very complex book. It's really pretty straightforward. And and when you look at and listen to the concepts, they all make so much sense. You're going, wow, why didn't I think of that? But a lot of this stuff is stuff you've always done before or worked at a little bit before, but never put it all together. So one of the things they do is look at objectification of the people that you're negotiating with. Your that could be your kids, your spouse, your boss, your coworkers, your employees. And you, you look at that, you want to be so right in that situation that you tend to look at them as objects rather than human beings. The problem with that is that when you objectify somebody, most of the time people can feel that, what they call that heart. Now, that's a fancy, work, uh, that's a fancy way of saying intention. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, if you're negotiating with me, even if you're right, it doesn't feel good to me if you're going to put it over my head and say, hey, this is the way it should be because you're wrong and I'm right and, and I could be wrong and you could be right, but I still feel like I have no real 
you know, I'm not, I'm not human. I've been objectified. And there's, there's a great deal of it. But mm-hmm. what happened in this case is I was late. Yep. And you succinctly said, I'm, I'm, you're going to have to do better than this because I don't want to waste an hour waiting uh, for you to get going, for you to, to pick me up. And you could have communicated that you were late. I have two choices at that point. Mm-hmm. I can... I can say, well, I was working and I do this and blah, 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 blah. But I get what you're saying. And I, I have to look at you as a human too. So a uh, human being too. And you have feelings. I have feelings. And you, you, have, to, you have to honor it. I, I made a mistake. And you have a valid point. And if I start to build the fences up, I'm going to block what you're saying. Right. And you're going to block what I'm saying. And, and that's part of what, that's, that's a fairly powerful Situation, you know, you you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think one of the examples that I saw here, a good example is, you know, guy was talking about his wife always takes the car out and she always leaves it without gas. Mm-hmm. And then he gets it the next day and he's got to get gas and do all this stuff and he can look at it and say, hey, uh, this is, you know, well, I'm just I'm so much better than you. I remember to get gas. I always put the gas. You never have to get gas. You, and you've right. been objectified that person or your spouse, and what, is it, what good does it do? So it's, uh, it's an interesting concept. Think about making human beings out of human beings. And, and it seems strange, but that's really what it is. And we do it with our kids all the time. Mm-hmm. How often do we say, you know, you got to do this? And, and if you say you're, you're, you'll never be anything, you'll, be, you'll never be nothing, what does that do? You've, mm-hmm. you've now made your your kid an object Mm -hmm. and showed him no real worth so it's a it's a pretty powerful concept uh and i really recommend the um book quite a bit and they do reference the seven habits of highly effective people which is also another very good book we'll have to talk about that at some point yes we will because that's an old one that's been around forever um not as much as the one minute sales manager which is one of my favorite books of all times and it's very short Mm-hmm. But, uh, and who moved my cheese? Who moved my There's cheese? There's a bunch of little business uh-huh. books. Maybe we should do like a little like book review section some yes. some week. That's a good idea. But there are a number of concepts of them, in like, this little, book yep. that I think you can take out. So if you objectify your your employees, you end up you end up pushing them in a, in a position where they ask they're asking for outrageous. You know, if if, if employees are working, if they, if they feel like they're part of a team and they are, are an important part of the team, then they'll work for you and they'll produce for you. And mm-hmm. they'll typically do it for cheaper. I know a ton of people now who don't look for jobs at the highest paying company. They're looking for jobs at the place they want to be, where it's comfortable. It's kind of uh, that Tim Ferriss mentality is kind of uh, permeating the entire. Uh, I think. What, what do you mean by that? Well, uh, you know, he has that interesting concept. Uh, four hour work week. Four hour work week, and mm-hmm. and really, what he's trying to say is, we've done this all wrong. You know, we mm-hmm. spend thirty years saving for retirement, working our ass off, getting the million dollar home, and uh, as Rob, the wonder therapist, used to say to me, that wonder therapist, you could get everything you want if I told you in six months that you could have everything you want if you just waited. Would that be worth it? And his point was, in, in six months and one day, Martians come down and decide they're going to eat all human beings and destroy the planet. And even though you got everything you ever wanted, mm-hmm. you only had it for two hours before the Martians ate you. And there's no way, or a comet, or we get hit by a neutrino, uh, not a neutrino beam, um, you know, uh, a beam from uh, one of the 
uh, what am I trying to say? I don't know. Anyway, there's all these. It's kind of it's kind of interesting, but you can read about all these cosmic events that, because the vastness of the universe, but mm-hmm. it will one blast from a neutrino star and in our in direction, and they it will travel at a very fast speed, and we're done with all humanity on the planet. Mm-hmm. So you never know. Tis true. Yes. So. Uh, that was my spiel. How far along in the book are you? Well, I'm only, I'm just, about, I'm almost done with the first third. Uh-huh. So the but book it's is... Worth, you started, you've been reading it pretty pretty quickly. You, no, not really. I haven't really gotten that far. But anyway, no. um, so the first third, uh, wait, is it only three? Hang on, yeah. I'm going to need to like, hang on. Nope. There's four parts. So I'm a quarter of the way through. So there's part one, which is the heart of peace. Yes. Part two, which is from peace to war. Yes. Part three, which is from war to peace. Mm-hmm. I understand that. Yes. Uh, I, get all, I guess I'll get there. And part four, which is spreading peace. Yes. So yeah. And I'm going to, right now, what I'm going to do is, um, because they did, the, in, in the first quarter of the book, the first section one, they do introduce the influence pyramid. Yes. Which is also sometimes called the change pyramid. Yes. So I'm going to post a link to that in our Facebook, uh, that image on our Facebook yes. page right now. Um, and uh, we've had some conversations where we're going to talk about that a little bit. Later yeah. So I want to, I want to talk about the detail around the, that, yes. that pyramid. Yes. Um, and when they introduce it, I guess there's a whole bunch of more they fill out, but there's yes. only the, a teeny tiny little part at the top yes. and then the rest of the pyramid at the bottom. Yes. And the teeny tiny little period part at the top is, um, uh, dealing with things that are going wrong, Go, going right, going wrong. Well, that's the, and then the big one. No, I'm looking at it online. Mm-hmm. I can't flip flop it cause I'm looking at it online. And then the rest of the pyramid is helping things go right. And right. what they say is most people flip flop it yes. and they spend all of their time and attention on dealing with things that are going wrong Yes, and very little time and attention focusing on the dealing with the things that are um, helping things go right. Yes. And so do you want to talk about that a little bit? I do. I, it, Good, I, I'm going to post it. We talked about this quite a bit. We talked over the weekend. People focus on what's failing and not what's succeeding. And you, you have to acknowledge failure and let it go in a business situation, especially in a business situation. I think that's, that's hugely important. If you look at Steve, Jobs it was pretty much what he did. He ignored all the failures and said, "This is my goal, and and if I get to that goal, people will buy it." And it goes back to what we're saying. People line up at Apple stores. Well, they used to line up at Apple stores to buy the latest and greatest, and would cry when they got inside because they were so happy for their new Apple product. It was it was good. It was easy to use, mm-hmm. and it lasted a long time. Yeah, I still have my I still have most of my iPads. Our iPods. I'm sorry. I, iPads are a little dated because. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I know what you meant. I know what you meant. But but so as a business owner, I think you have to, have to do two things. You have to look at your, and that includes. I I don't know about you, but I would say one of the biggest failures I see for a lot of my clients mm-hmm. is their their small business owners tend to think, well, I've got all these employees. I might as well just have them do it. You know, why do I need to buy technology to make them more efficient? I can, I'm only paying them 12 bucks an hour. So why don't I have the interns do it? And some of that actually, you know, makes sense, but most of it doesn't. It's, it's penny wise, pound foolish. Employees are the most expensive overhead in your business. And if you don't think so, look at some of the statistics coming out now in terms of uh, sickness and cancer and health issues and and what they cost the economies, right? Uh, our, our, our obesity in the United States is a huge, a huge uh, productivity um, suck. Yep. So, so 
if you break down that pyramid, and I'm looking at the image that I just posted on our Facebook page, um, it's probably somewhere here in the book if yes. you want to look at it there, because yes. I'm looking at it online. Yes. Um, well, so the, the the top little section, the teeny tiny little teeny tiny little tip yes. of the pyramid, um, is a, and that, and that's the section that's dealing with things go when things when they're going wrong. Correct. And that and that is the word they use. Mm-hmm. You correct things. Correct. Things are going wrong. You correct it. Yes. And then. Every layer after that, and there's one, two, three, four, five more layers. Uh-huh. So it's a six-layer pyramid. Yep. The five layers that lead to the bottom, the biggest sections, in order of smallest to largest, and these all pertain to helping things go right, um, is teach and communicate. Yep. So I'm just going to whip them out, and then you can yes. talk about them. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? Teach and communicate is... you've So one of the things that we... I think or should I start from the bottom and go up? Well, you've already started, right? So okay. But well, but I, I just realized that that's their last step. Yes. That that's you 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 master these and then you go out and share them. Yeah. Well, and, and, and that's what we do. We don't communicate. We we wait till things get so disconnected that right. we've lost. We've lost our our. We do it in our marriages. We do it in our businesses. We do it in our relationships. We we right. don't we don't wait. We, and, and and so what I tried to do today when I was really irritated with you for being yes. late, you and should have been cranky because I, I was hungry. I got mad. I know. And then I said, you know what? She's right. Um, she once we, what I needed to do when we met at Bart was I needed to get onto yes. the platform and make sure we were making the train that would get us to the station on time. Right. Which we did. Yes. And then once we were on the platform waiting for the train, that's when I was, I was ready to engage you and communicate with you. Here's how, what happened and made me feel. Here's what I would have liked for you to do differently. Yes. And here's what I'm going to do differently next time this happens. Yes. Because I was like, I have to take responsibility for me. I can't just be angry at you and blame it on you. Because then again, that's objectifying you and you're yes. a person. And I, like I said, I get what you do for a living and you don't always control your time. I understand that. Right. And so. And you were clear about that, by the way. You communicated that up front. You said, I get this is going to happen. Yeah. All but, I want you to do is tell me. Right. So I need you to communicate because I can't, yes. I'm not with you. So I don't know what's going on at your client and I'm not, yes. you know, so if you communicate to me what your real realistic time frame is, then uh-huh. I can make different choices. Right. Going forward, if for some reason you can't communicate with me about that or you don't because it's yes. just not a habit you've yet formed, um, and I do the same thing, so I get it, uh, then I need to make different choices for me because I'm I'm also objectifying myself. I don't right. know if they talk about that in the book, but it's like, you know, if I'm just like, well, you know, sitting there with my arms folded and, yeah. and all irritated, well, he didn't let me know he was going to be late. Now I'm sitting here waiting, blah, blah, blah. It's like, you know, well, after 15 or 20 minutes, I'm a big girl. I have a car. I'll just go and get myself into the city. Yeah, and, and it wasn't... And we make, here's the funny part. We, we make this about us, which is how we objectify everybody else. Yes. We internalize it into ourselves. So from, to, to, yeah. to continue so on with this, I want to drive with you. It wasn't even that. It was, I wanted to do something. I wanted to drive in. So I made you always my, drive in. but I made my needs more important than yours instead of right. making it about the relationship. Right. And ultimately... Ultimately, that's what we look for. We look for relationships. Also, I want you to know, I wasn't going to tell you this, yes. but I decided I will since you just brought up that you wanted to drive in and I wanted to Bart. Yes. Um, well, I, I, Murphy's I, I, Law. Yeah. Told Murphy's Law. When yeah. I walked up to the station, 
Uh-huh. And Vincent stopped. We stopped to get a little bite to eat because yeah. part of my issue was I was super cranky because we were supposed to have lunch. And I get really cranky when I don't get fed. Low blood sugar, not a good situation. No. Um, and I knew we were going to have Mexican, so I didn't eat breakfast because I wanted to have a big old burrito. But anyway, uh, maybe I'll have a burrito for dinner. But as I walked up to the station, that spot right there, right in front, the spot that's never open was wide open. Yeah. So had we driven, we would have been able to park right in front of the station. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Anyway. Yes. Um, all right. So then the next, the third layer of the um, pyramid, and they, remember these each get bigger yes. and bigger. So I'm assuming this is, you spend more and more time on these things. Yes. So you must communicate. That's important. Yeah. And the, se- the next layer is listen and learn. Right. So when someone's communicating, you have to take it in. Yes. I'm assuming. You, yes. You're further ahead of me in the book. So. Well listen to learn is there's uh, there's there are many reasons so what we tend to do in business and in uh, well it, again it, it, this has huge ramifications if you look at what small businesses do if you look at the statistics labor and turnover in labor is huge you you think it's 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 expensive it's expensive for McDonald's to lose their nine dollar an hour guys mm-hmm. they still have to train those people mm-hmm. it, it's you know it's probably twenty five percent overhead on a, uh, for every hour they spend in training and and fallout so but, yeah, but I but think and, and when I look at this and I think about the business stuff the other thing that I focus on is from a sales perspective right mm-hmm. the communicate stage of the pyramid is smaller than the listen stage. And I think that's a big mistake that people make in selling is that a lot of salespeople talk too much. And we used to have a a saying um, with one of my mentors, um, which is uh, pretty much shut up. Yeah. It was basically shut up. Yeah. Um, say, say half as much as your client does when you're talking to a customer and you're, you're in the process of a sale. Yeah. And so that's, you know, listening and learning and then communicate to them the information that is applicable to their situation. Right. So a lot of people are selling and they're like, oh my God, I have this phone and it's super awesome and you need it because it's a phone. And the customer's like, I, I don't, I don't actually need a phone. Um, and that, but if you listen to them, if you ask them questions and listen to them um, first, they might say, you know what, I need something that will help me, you know, place orders on the, have my sales reps be able to place orders on, in an app on the go. It's like, oh, well, this phone will be able to do that for you, right? So then the phone becomes important to them because it's, yeah. it's meeting their need because you listened. Well, anyway, p- put it in context. If I hadn't listened to. Pam earlier when she's talking about her new app she's creating and she also mentioned she doesn't have a smartphone so she suddenly I, I don't I'm not trying to sell her a phone I'm trying to say to her hey I um, I you, you also want to say hey what is it you need I, I, one of my mentors who uh, Jeff Falcon at Bay Home and Window uh, who is a larger client for us he's got he's got a great uh, focus nobody wants to be sold to And you don't have to sell anybody. If I show you how awesome this is, then I don't have to sell anything. And that's, I think, the biggest part of this and how it ties into sales and marketing. Exactly. If I listen to myself talk on this show, I think I sound fantastic. But what do people get out of it? And then then ultimately, you know, what's the value you're providing? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, how is it? How is it valuable to me? It's not. 
So. Okay, the next layer down is build the relationship. Mm-hmm. And that is... And wait, I'm going to talk about the next two together because I'm confused about these two. And again, I haven't finished the book, so no. No, whatever. By the way, you're going to let me know if there's a spoiler alert that you're going to reveal here online, right? Yeah, so I can no. plug my ears and go, la, 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 Not that kind of book? Pretty, well, I haven't finished the book either. Okay, I want you to know that I'm only so. through the first quarter of the book. Yes. And I'm already sick of this asshole Lou. Yes. <laughs> like, I don't like this guy. Yes. I, I was reading it last night, and I was like... I don't even want to read this anymore. I'm so sick of this guy. It's a fictional character, I, I imagine. Uh, a composite of people. It, it, yeah, it's a composite of people. So he's, they, they're using like characters in this story that's based on real events, and they've created yes. this guy, Lou. Anyway. Yes. So the next two layers are build a relationship, and then the layer before, below, below that is build relationships with others who have influence. Yes. So first build relationship with others who have influence, spend more time on that than building relationships in general. So I'm confused about the difference between those two sections of the pyramid. So one, one way is, if you, if you look at it, what's the root of relationship? Connection? Relate, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's about acknowledging somebody. Mm-hmm. So part of what the book is, they call about putting people in the box. You, you suddenly it becomes, go back to the example. Uh, of me being late today, and it's not yes. the first time. It's so that there was there's a history here, right? And so, of course, it is selfish, but I didn't think of it as selfish. I'm going, I'm going to be there. I'm helping. I'm driving. I'm paying for the tolls. I'm doing all that crap, which is okay. But your time has value, even more so than any kind of monetary consideration. And and I, if I'm thinking, well, I'm doing this great thing mm-hmm. for who? I don't know. Think about that statement. I mean, if you think about it in business. Oh, you're doing it for me. Yeah. No, I'm doing it for me. Oh, right. Well, but, but, so, but you're saying it's you're, for me. You're, I'm saying it's for you. So now I've suddenly made this, you are an object for my happiness. And I don't mean this in a, in a, in a I'm not trying to make this like a uh, personal thing, but I'm talking about in a generic sense. Mm-hmm. So we put people in the box and we objectify them. And, and even people we love, like uh, the example with, you know, I'm going to teach her a lesson. I'm going to let her run out of gas with the kids. Well, what what benefit is that? Right. Have uh, my kids and my spouse stuck on the road? Right. And I either have to rescue them or they get hit or the car gets, you know, whatever. But if you start to look at what the consequence of those of proving a point or winning an argument are, in most cases, you're going to find that you don't, that they don't, they don't produce anything. I mean, to, to, to be right, to make yourself right, is not really going to, it's, it's a fleeting sense of success. So relate to others means you've, you've got to put it in perspective and relate to people that, because they're, they're, they're equals, they're on this planet, they're employees, they're important to us, they're our customers, they're our family members, they're our our employees, our future employees, our future customers, mm-hmm. our future family members. Right. So, yeah. and then the second part is in terms of when you're working in art, in, into, in, do you want me to jump right in? Please. So. Well, I don't know where you're going, so it's always, well, no, a, little, no, but you're saying it's always a little scary. Influence. Uh, All right. So there's, so that, yes. so there are two, yeah, yes. we can talk about them side by side because I didn't understand the difference between build a relationship and build relationships with people who have others who have influence. Right. So what it means is that 
so a river or uh, uh, um, the book called an enemy of peace assumes that there's a conflict True. and we tend to be conflict oriented so what happens when you have a conflict what's the thing you want to do resolve the conflict right now we tend to want to resolve it and prove that we're right and we're better and we're all that good stuff but it really doesn't resolve anything so if our goal is to resolve a conflict and, and then or whatever it is our goal is to, to to show people the value of what we're producing or consulting or you know because this show isn't just about business it's about organizations and uh, organizational issues and how to run them better and more efficiently right so but it's almost always people oriented so when you're looking at that and you're trying to work through a conflict and let's say you have a, an issue with somebody um, let's let's use an example that actually a lot of people deal with in their small businesses and we never really talk about it and we should probably have a conversation about this on the air one uh, one night and that is helping people so we've got uh, we've got a great guy a great gal who's a great employee but you know they come to the company parties they get drunk they're inappropriate. Mm -hmm. They do stuff that makes stress on other things, like hit on, you know, get drunk and then hit on the spouses, somebody else's spouse, or cause problems. Or they're late, and, and you've got to resolve that issue. And so we were working on this, and I, ch I chose. I, I, I didn't mean to deliberately choose something so I don't know, uh, kind of dis derisive, but. Um, it's all right. But so so if I'm going to work on that, I'm going to get I'm going to need I'm going to you know associate, but I also need people who know and understand what's going on here. Right. And so that's it, it means bring in more people to help uh, help basically educate and relate. Yeah, and I I think when I looked at the and those two the same, almost the same. Token. I didn't mean to interrupt, but no, educate fine. and relate are kind of all. If you're not educating and relating, you're really not doing one or the other. Right. And I think when I looked at those two sections of the of that pyramid, um, what it how it translated to business and again sales, and not necessarily about conflict, but just about the. I think a lot of salespeople. Um, take the path of least resistance and it's like who can who will talk to me about what I want to sell so they'll find someone that they can engage with right. which is awesome but they often engage with the wrong person so they're engaged with someone who's not the decision maker or someone who doesn't have the authority to make decisions yeah. or someone who maybe even may be involved in maybe an influencer but doesn't have all the information Right. So the section of the of the pyramid that says build relationships with others who have influence, I think that's to me from the sales perspective, that's f identifying who in the organization you're selling to is involved in that sales process, and what wh who is going to actually influence it, who has information that will help you make the sale or make a better sale, and then once you identify those people, then build relationships with them, and do that by educating listening and engaging and so mostly listening let me say that first listen educate engage right. and engage engage listen educate well, <laughs> <laughs> i just wanted to say it a third way <laughs> i know i'm silly okay uh, it's, you are easily amused 
Okay, at the very bottom Especially of the pyramid, can we move on to the bottom of the pyramid, or do you want to say more about relationships? Well, I, I, I wanted to mention something else that you said, too. Should I kick you in the shins again? Yes. Okay. Uh, it's not the shins. Uh, oh, was that your knee? Sorry. Yeah, it's... Uh, yes, and I... I Normally, you would kick me in the shins because you're so short, but and I'm so tall. But <laughs> I'm in a taller chair today. Yes, and you're kicking me in the in the knee. In the knee. So uh, I'm joking, folks. Yeah, she's, no. uh, she's actually tall. But, uh, uh, but so, so so here's what I was going to say. Yes, it comes back to this, and we, you and I, have talked about this several times. You don't really want to sell anything. No. If you provide a benefit. Or something unique, something somebody wants, they'll they'll grab it. You don't have to sell anything, right? And that's the point. And that's the point. That's what marketing is. Hey, how can you look at this differently so that I I want it? Mm-hmm. I need that. Mm-hmm. Even if it's not anything important, it just makes me feel good. Yes. That's, All right. That's where you want to go. The bottom of the pyramid is get out of the box slash obtain a heart at peace. Yes. So what do they mean by that? Because I'm. Clearly well, not there yet. So, so uh, there was, uh, I, you know, it, what, what I'm saying, it, what, what happens is we get into this situation, and, and you think about this too. So, so a lot of the book is so brilliant in its simplicity. You, you, all these concepts you've learned before. I've yes. learned before. Oh yeah, yeah. Then this there's is high school 101 crap. No, I don't. I wouldn't say it's high school 101, but I think that there are. As I'm reading this, yes. and as we're having this conversation, and I'm yeah. learning more about what's coming in the rest of the book, and I'm happy to read the rest of the book. Yes. But, um, we're kind of giving. You're kind of giving me the cliff notes. Right. Uh, but what I'm sort of picking up is that there's uh, a lot of things in this book and in this structure this model yes. that are similar to other structures and models about human relationships and relating to people and interacting with people. Yeah. And and they use a box and I didn't like the analogy when I first read the book, but and you'll get into it because there are also there's a bunch of subtleties. Like we tend to be we tend to box ourselves when we're in, in conflict or stress mm-hmm. and then we tend to gravitate towards two of those corners. Most human beings only walk back and forth between two corners. It's very mm-hmm. it's very common. Or you'll you'll pick up your pattern. If you start to look at that, we all behave in a certain way. And uh, I remember when I was going through this, some of the exercises, they were saying, uh, you know, how do you behave? Do you get insecure? Do you get withdrawn? For me, it wasn't, I never get insecure. What I do is I tend, as you well know, I tend to get more aggressive. Yes. You're uh, yeah. You box yeah. me in and I, I start to get, I start to puff up like a puffer fish. Right. So, but if you can't see that... Then you get to it. Now, here's the other part about that, too, in, in being in the box or not in the box. You have to see it. You have to see yourself in the box. So I'm, I'm no pulling way. up an image for the yeah. four boxes because I haven't read this yeah. part yet. So I need to... This yeah. Are you talking about the four boxes? Yeah. And, and, and even okay. if you look at those images, you've got to read the book because it kind of puts it in one after another. And you start to look at how it layers and how we behave, how we put ourselves mm-hmm. in our own box. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I got part it. Of it. Part of what they're saying, too, here's the brilliant part. If I win... And I get you to to do what I think you should be doing anyway. How does that normally make me feel? If I bully you into something or if I yell at my kids mm-hmm. and tell them they got to do it because why? Because I ain't going to feed you if I do, if you don't. Really what I'm, I'm it's, it's another stressor on myself. Right. So, so I, I'm using these, um, 
Uh, and can I can I just yeah. tell our listeners what the four boxes are? Because sure. I think that might and I have a little description of each of them. So I I did do a little. Uh, Book is, is pre-work, but it's, it's the best okay, ten no, bucks you'll ever pay. No, yeah, I you, put the link yeah. to the Amazon page. People should yeah. look at it. But um, so the four boxes uh, are the box number one is better than. Yes. So it's where people get stuck where they feel like they're better than other yes. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the box number two is worse than. Yes. So it's the opposite of that. Yes. Box number three is I deserve. Yes. And box number four is must be seen as. Yes. So I must be seen as smart, intelligent, whatever, blah blah. blah. Yeah. And so. When you go to like action, uh-huh. what which box are you in? When you're like, don't you know? When people start whatever, when you're like, yes, I, I, uh, for, uh, for I know exactly what it is. For me, it's it. I must be seen as. So you're yelling at me for being. Oh. You're being yelling at me for being late, and I, and my and response being, is, well, I do this and I do that. And I'm going. You're be, you must be seen as someone who is taking care of their client, resolving problems, and yeah. doing something for you. And I'm going. Well, mm-hmm. Wait a minute. It doesn't invalidate your point, right? So, so I, so even though you're right, and that this is the beauty of it, even though you're right, if I start to box you out, I'm not going to accept the full measure of of the lesson that can be learned here, right? B- being late isn't. It's it's a stressor on me. It's not like it's uh, my mm-hmm. favorite thing to do. So l- let's so. just I'm just going to run through the the four boxes again and talk a little bit about each one. Uh-huh. Spend about maybe five minutes, five or ten minutes on this. So in the better than box, um, when people are mentally in that box, they obviously I mean some of this is pretty self-explanatory, but right. they see themselves as superior. Right. They think they're more important. Um, they're my my cause is more virtuous than yes. yours. Um, and they look down on other people as inferior or flawed. And, and that's, like you just don't understand. You've got to look. At, I'm more important. And what they're, um, mm-hmm. the point is, you've got to see yourself as that. You've got to realize you're doing that. That's why right. the boxes. You got to realize it. when you start to use terms like, well, if she only thought of it this way, right. Or when he, if he only looked at it this way, or uh, I, you know, I'm justified. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have the, I have the force of law in my hand. That's the way the law is written. I, you have to obey it. Right. You're already in that box and you're objectifying the other person no worse than is probably is is the antithesis of better than right it's just the exact opposite but it's you know they see themselves as flawed inferior to others they're deficient they're and this is the important part of this they're fated to have a negative outcome yes they think the only is the only way it's going to work is everything's going to go bad yeah they people in that box view the world as difficult and hard and other people are lucky not me Yes. Other people. Yes. Okay. The ER third syndrome. box. Yeah. The third box. And I just want to go through a definition that we can come back and talk about it in a little bit more detail. The third box is the I deserve. And so that is, you know, people, people who feel like they've been, you know, done wrong um, at, by life and that they're a victim and no one recognizes what they bring to the table and they're, you know, the, um, the, um, don't kick me in the knee. You can't, don't kick me in the knee. Don't. Don't. Okay, really? You're objectifying me. You kick me in the knee. You're again? objectifying me. You kick me. In the, you don't understand. See, see, that's it. You're you've already. You put don't me in the box. Ex- I you know. Put me in the box. I know. You're me in the box. There you All go, right. folks. And the fourth box is must be seen as. So, people in this box crave attention yes. and feel like they're being watched or judged all the time. Yes. And it's really important to them to be well thought of, and they work hard to fit in. Yes. Now, I don't know that that applies to you. So anyway, anyway. Wait, wait, wait. Actually. Um, and uh, 
uh, people in this box will really sort of twist things around in a situation to make themselves look good. Yes. Um, but I don't. I so my problem is I have I have trouble. Um, I think box one better than and must be seen as are very close. So I'm better than you, but isn't that the same thing? Like I must be seen as better than you. Uh, I don't know. So, you know, we're talking about this. The example is I, I do a lot of things, uh, some, some public activities, but they're in large settings where people are interacting and you, you have this, uh, like, uh, you know, a public play space. And I have this habit of being, well, I'm the only one on the floor anybody's watching. Right. Everybody's doing their own thing. Nobody's really watching me. Oh, <laughs> you, you think everybody's always think watching you. Yeah, and, and then that takes away from, from yeah. me or makes me uncomfortable or if I screw up, I'm worried yeah. about it or I don't want to even go there because I could screw up. You, you know, dancing is a good thing for me. I learned to, to do the dancing. Nobody right. else, nobody cares about my dancing. They're no. all working on their own dancing. Yes. But we have a tendency to, to look at it, things like that. So it's right. easy. It's easy when you even don't think about that put yourself in those boxes right um and so uh if you if you find yourself in a situation and you realize or you think about you stop and you think okay wait a minute i've got myself into a box or two parts of the question so the first part is if i'm if i'm finding myself in one of these boxes and i want to go through each one of them and say okay if you have the if you've gone through read the book and you're like oh holy crap in right. a conflict or in a difficult situation or even in everyday life mm -hmm. if you feel yourself going into one of these boxes then what is the way out of each of these boxes well it's interesting and it's not comfortable well is it different per box no oh Okay. Well, it's, what is it? It's, it's you're in the box, or you're out of the box, and what you want to do is you don't want to put yourself in, but you also don't want to put anybody else in, and that is to always be present and engaged. It's it's really that simple. I'm sorry, I was distracted by somebody walking by outside. Just kidding. Yeah. I'm distracted. I'm 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 engaged, and I forgot the other word you used. Uh, um, involved and engaged. Involved. Uh, yeah. So, okay. but if you think about it, it's just. You have to look for the triggers. We all have triggers, and there's mm -hmm. no way to keep yourself out of the box. Mm -hmm. You always will put yourself out, but you've got to come out. So what they make a big deal is nothing gets done unless I'm so engaged. So I have to... When you were in the... I'm sorry, don't mean to interrupt you. But yeah. when you were... Let's go back to our example of earlier today when you were late and you were yes. you were angry and I was angry. Um, you were in the must be seen as. Yes. So you wanted me to see you as being a hero to your client and fixing the problem that they created for themselves. Um, I, I want, and more than that, I want to be the hero to you. That was ah, it. Okay. That was it, right? And I was in the I deserve box. Yes. Which is, I'm a victim. He doesn't understand. He doesn't, he does not respecting me. Right. The old Rodney Dangerfield. I don't get yeah. no respect. Right. Um, yeah. So, so that's the box. The I hard in. part is to stay engaged. If they, 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 in the, in the class, they talk about turning your, turning your chairs. You have two chairs. You can sit there and face each other in the yep. chairs, or you can turn the chairs back to back. Right. You can't engage if you're both back to back. So what they say is in order to do, I have to stay there facing you. And if you choose to turn away from me, it doesn't give, I'm never going to gain. It is uncomfortable as it's going to be. I've got to sit there and engage. Yeah. So I have to take you, I, I have to say, okay, you know what? You're right. And if you do, and if you do that or hurt me or you want to be mad at me today. Well, and I, and and I, I let I, you down. And I felt like I let you down. 
Yeah. You know, it was a kind of a big day. And so it was a big day. Yeah. And so it is a big day. And I it just, is not over. Um, yeah. Well, and I think that um, I actually, in the chair analogy, yeah. uh, using today's example, I did turn my back on you. Yeah. Absolutely. And I when I that. when when we first when I first saw you and we met at the BART station, yeah. I didn't want to engage with you yet because I need, wanted to make sure our asses were on the train that was going to get us here on time. And yeah. before that, anything before I couldn't I couldn't engage with you. For me, I couldn't right. engage with you until that was done. Right. But looking back on it now, in yes. the with the lens of these boxes, yes, I was also in the um, probably in the better than. Like, uh-huh. okay, he doesn't realize we don't have time to talk about this right now. We yeah. have to get on the train. I'm the only one that cares about us getting here on time. Right. Doesn't he understand that, yeah. <laughs> that you know, you know, somebody's got to be an adult here and blah, 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 blah. That's what was going through my head no, from okay. the box perspective. So, so I did turn my chair around. Yes. Uh, and actually walked away from you. Yes. Because and I was just at the end of my rope. I was about yeah. to freaking so, throw and, things. And I knew that. And it was uncomfortable. But if I had... It turned, was uncomfortable. If I had turned away... Right. What if would you had have said, happened? fuck you, I'm not going to get on the train. Or, yeah. I'm I would have gotten on the train alone. And then I would have gotten even, I would have been even right. angrier. And nothing, and, and my goal would not have been accomplished anyway. Right. So, Nor mine. Yes. So, so that's the, the part. You know, you're asking about mm-hmm. what you do. You, you stay there. You stay focused. This, we're engaged. Customer, client. So you did that. Employee or employer. I say here. And if you get upset. And, and turn, turn my chair around, turn my which chair I did, around. metaphorically I speaking, uncomfortably. And you did for however long it takes for you to get help. Uh, you know, a good example for me to get help. Yeah, for you to get, <laughs> you're going to be waiting a long time. <laughs> yes, no, but for instance, part of this is conflict re- resolution. If if you yes. add, let's say uh, something that came up in, they're talking about one of their, uh, you know, it was a family situation in business together. One of them had a. Uh, Drinking problem. Well, mm-hmm. you can't. You can't. You. I can't make you not drink. And so right. we're engaged. I have to wait for you to realize you've got to fix that. Right. And then come back to the chair. And I may be sitting there for a ton of time and never go. But if we both walk away, then we both lose. Just true. So that's I like I the mean. chair analogy. That really yeah. helps me. Yeah, you got to stay there. It's, so the way to get out of these boxes to is to back. just. Be present and engage. Yes. Regardless of how uncomfortable and it is. understand your triggers. You can't, you are not responsible important. for anybody else, but right. I have to see my triggers and then I have to stop and say, well, wait a minute. My reaction is what? Justification. I'm being right. And I am, it's, 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 you know, it's, uh, we used to call it making excuses and I think that's a little oversimplistic. I agree. Because we, you know, so, so, uh, it's interesting and, uh, if you ultimately what boils down to a sale it's it, no matter what kind of sale you have whether it's online or person to person it's one it's it's a one to one relationship yes it always um, boils down to one to one well and i was actually the the second part of that i remember this is two parts so right. i was going to go through these and look at them from a business slash sales perspective yes. since that's what our show is about so when you're in the better than uh-huh box um uh, well okay first of all the better than box is a big trap for people who are in management yes 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 yes. and a lot of people go into management who have those characteristics yes and that is a recipe for disaster with your employees absolutely and it is a recipe for disaster with your customers and i know a lot of people actually 
I don't know a lot of people. Well, I, I've I've been with a lot of people or, or interacted with a lot of people who who have this mentality in business. Mm-hmm. Even though the the old adage, right, the customer is always right. Yes. I know a lot of people who don't believe that, and in yeah. fact are actively dismissive and look down on their customers. And that's always really uncomfortable for me. But those people are stuck in that better than box. And the reason why it's uncomfortable is because nobody likes anybody when they're in that box. No. If you're on the other side, yeah. or you're even watching somebody treat somebody, a third person or a third party with that box driving, yeah. that's not fun. That's not fun at all. Um, and then the worst then is also it's like you know that's the that's people who in business are always being victimized so um i used to work with a woman and her nickname in our office um she was very successful as a sales rep ironically but this was the box she was stuck stuck in and we used to call her eeyore because her whole thing about a deal every time was it's not going to close they're not going to buy it's never going to happen what she learned to do was to find the areas the points of failure and short or the where she thought it was going to fail and shore those up and that made her really successful right because she was willing to stick it out and go okay this is really awful they're never going to buy from me okay why? okay because this because budget because decisions because whatever she was engaged she was engaged she was engaged but the whole time she would tell us it's never going to happen right don't get excited this deal's not going to come through right i'm like really i think this is going to happen because you're yeah. really good and you close all these deals um the i deserve box is a terrible and and i think going back to the worse than um there's a lot of people you know so if the better than is bosses stereotypical bosses worse than is people who are employees who never imagine themselves being able to be in a supervisory or managerial position and we've all met people like those in organizations where it's like oh i'm getting screwed again you know oh management's you know i i've never i'm never considered for a promotion i'm you know they always hire from without instead of looking at my me and i'm sitting right here doing such a great job and it's like well did you ever tell anybody you wanted a different job no you just wanted to notice just figure it out yeah so um the i deserve box uh is um is uh, similar i don't i don't see the i sometimes get stuck in the difference between those two worse than and i deserve i guess i deserve is uh, they should just promote me yeah. Cause I've been here for 10 years. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I deserve it. Cause I've just, cause they haven't promoted me before. Uh-huh. The, um, so go ahead. Well, I, I, and see what, the interesting point in all this is what's the goal. So it's like, uh, it's, it's the anatomy of peace. They talk about these goals. It goes into negotiations. No country really wants to go to war, but they justify the reason to go to war. It's a hugely expensive undertaking. It is. And even if you want to take over your next, your, your, the next country next to you, you really don't want to do it by going to war. You just want to, you want to yeah. inherit it. Right. right. So the way Russia did. Russia was just like, Hey, look, we'll just take, yeah, take that one. Okay. So, yeah. so. And yet we end up getting any conflicts. And that was the whole reason for them calling the anatomy of peace, because we all want to look for peace, but we all end up looking at it by saying, well, we've got to wage war. That's the justification. Mm-hmm. Because, and so if you think about it in all, in, in, in all interactions, it's, it's, it's pretty commonplace. Yeah. And from a sales perspective, the I deserve box is when a sales rep is just like, I, I, I gave them all the information they asked for. I followed up with them all the time. I should, that, should, that deal should just close. Right. I deserve it. I put in all the work. 
Yes. It's like, well, you missed some point. You're not listening to them. You're not engaged. Yeah. All right. And then the last one must be seen as. So that's people that feel like, um, but those they, are the sales rep that talk forever because they right. know everything. Right. Yeah. They got to be the expert, which is a, and a habit of mine, bad habit of mine too. Yes. And, but you're getting better. Because uh, I, I, I freely acknowledge it. You have to yeah. freely, you have to, you have to see what your triggers are. Right. Um, I, wh- which box do you think I'm most in when I go, when I go to a box? Well, and the other thing I should say about these is in any one day, hour, <laughs> week uh-huh. interaction, you can fly through all four boxes. Oh, yeah, you always do. Not always. Sometimes I'm stuck in one box, depending on yes. the situation and who I'm talking to and what it is, personal, per professional, whatever. Right. But you can fly through all four boxes in an, in, a, in an engagement with another person, whether it's business or personal. Mm-hmm. That's what I see. Like you can flip to, from one to another. But what would you say is my, the box that I'm most often in? Be honest. Well, the, and the box you're coming I'm engaging. Out, yes. I think the box you're coming out of is, it's, it's never, you know, uh, what's, the, what's the box? Your? Yeah, it's never going to, you know, I'm never going to. never work. Yeah, my. Uh, yep. Never, I've been in that box for a while. I've yes. been in, box, I've been in that box for a while. You're coming out. And I am. I think. So that's where I, I've seen you the last. Uh, and, and if you don't acknowledge, that's the other thing. You've got to see the box. For yeah. What it is. You can't get out of it if you don't recognize no. it. And, and, and it's overly simplistic to think that we're only one. Yes. We tend to be more of one or the other. Correct. But we're all of it. Right. Uh so for me, sometimes what the the two that that I that I that go together for me. Sorry, I was trying to find a fancier word for that than go together, but I couldn't articulate it. Yeah. Um, is the worst then? So it's never, it'll never work. Yeah. And the must be seen as, which yeah. is, and I don't want you to know that I'm failing. Yes. So it'll never work, but you need to you need to like me and want me and think I'm great anyway. Yes. And those are kind of messed up when they work together. Yes. Yeah. That's a nightmare. Yes, and you're you're you're. Then you set yourself up for failure. Right. You know why did they pick my product? Why and I think they, that yeah. better than and I deserve also go together. Yes. Which is I am fabulous and I deserve this because I yeah. because of who I am. Yeah. Right. Not that I did any hard work. Not that I engaged. Not that I did any whatever. Um. So okay, and then so uh so kind of to wrap up the conversation here, um because Sean from Buckhouse Square is here, and we yes. got these coming in next. But just uh, to wrap up the, the so the the other thing that I saw, and I'm going to post a copy of this little article from Agilitrix. I don't know, it's like a blog posting about this, and talks about the boxes, uh-huh. and he makes an interesting connection. And I think what I'd like to do is I'd like to have next month, so the fourth. Tuesday of May, which I don't have my calendar right now. I'll look at it before we're done here. Um, I want to look at Brene Brown and I want to look at vulnerability and shame because this blog post, the reason why this blog post jumped out at me when I was looking at stuff online today is because he linked those four boxes with her um, research and work on shame. And shame is basically the feeling that people are unworthy of love and belonging. Right. And that fits into all four boxes. Yes. It is the, it is the, the, yes. the core of, of the, of why people wind up in those boxes. Yeah. Cause the they think they, they're I shame. Studied more Brene Brown quotes than anyone. Cause in, and in this class, they quote her heavily. She's amazing. Heavily. So that's the number one. And number yeah. two, the only way to get out of those boxes uh-huh. is to be vulnerable. Yes. And we are taught 
that vulnerability is bad and awful and to avoid it yes. at all costs. Yes. So, I, that, so um, anyway, so I'd like to talk about we that. We yeah. shame ourselves. That's, it goes back to sitting in the chair mm-hmm. and looking at somebody else's back. I do this because, you know, I care. I, I want you to succeed. I want you to be successful. And I, you know, so you just sit there and, mm-hmm. and take it. And it's, it's, a, it's uncomfortable. And you have to acknowledge what you're doing it for or not, or you'll make yourself uncomfortable. Right. So, so we will talk, I'm going to f- um, flip here. Uh, so, mm, mm, uh, so May 24th, Tuesday, May 24th, we'll talk about Brene Brown. Okay, good. I'm excited. Yeah, be good. Uh, it fits perfectly with, uh, <gasps> the thing. is she going to be in town? No. Oh, I got excited about something, but never mind. Why? I was looking at the wrong date. Never mind. Because our one listener's birthday is May 25th. And our one listener also loves Brene Brown. My friend Liz, who was yes. sending me text messages earlier. Yes. Love her. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah. So, the 24th, we'll talk about Brene Brown and her work on vulnerability and shame and how that applies to the enlightened entrepreneur. Yes. Yeah. And so, next week is sales and marketing. We're going to focus right. on sales and marketing, which I'm super excited about. I'm also going to come in with a little bit of a report and recap from the developer conference I'm at the rest of this week. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's pretty much it. Right. You want to tell the folks how to get a hold yes. of us? So, you're listening to Unleash the Rain. It's the weekly radio show here at mutinyradio.fm. And we're live from Tuesdays from 4 to 6. You can reach us here at mutinyradio.fm. At, uh, come down and see the station at 24th, uh, I'm sorry, 21st in Florida. <laughs> call us at 415-550-0511. Now, if you call in 10 minutes, you're going to talk to Sean and not us. So uh, go ahead and ask call him a Sean, business Sean's question. Cool. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure he'll answer you. Anyway, yeah. Oh, uh, he never picks up. But 925-315-727. You don't answer the phone? Oh, you know what I'm going to do now, Sean? I'm going to yeah. always call your show now. Yes. I'm going to always call your show. No, yes. it's a way of saying that um, that... I rarely get calls, so it's... Uh, oh, oh yeah. we but, rarely uh, get calls, too. Well, we'll uh, hey, we got to do this fast, because uh, Sean's yeah. got to do with the new board, so we want to get out of his way. Yep. But nice. uh, Stacy, S-T-A-C-Y, at Unleash the Rain, or Vincent, V-I-N-C-E-N-T, at Unleash the Rain. Unleash the Rain on Facebook, Unleash the Rain at uh, on Twitter, or reach us at our, our uh, businesses at uh, Power of 3 Computing or Cheyenne Technologies. We'll see you next week. Okay, great. Thanks. Okay. Bye-bye. insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite. I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby! Good! Because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again! And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com. That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive, pharmaceutical-free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? 
We'll gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Yeah, you. You look like the kind of person who has a sense of humor. Oh, is the radio talking to me? No, I'm on an internet podcast. I'm talking to an internet podcast? Don't be silly. It's a one-way form of communication. But I don't want you to miss out on the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2016 from March 2nd through 6th. And you don't have to. You can buy tickets now on universe.com with 24 national and international visiting comedians and 20 local hosts. You won't want to miss a thing. What if I can't be at every show? Don't worry. All shows will be available for free download at mutinyradio.fm until the internet falls apart. Oh, podcast got it can't wait to listen to all these great comedy shows and everything else that's cool and mutinyradio.fm before the internet falls apart. You too won't want to miss a bit of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival from March 2nd through 6th, 2016. Buy tickets now. Brought to you by Subliminal SF, PBR, The Eagle SF, Brainwash Cafe, Asiento, and the great people at Alta California Botanicals. Have you heard of Subliminal SF? Visual and auditory mind control. Graphic design, physical merchandise, live music promotions. Go! www.subliminalsf.com For the most amazing t-shirts you've ever seen. Graphic design for every need. And live music promotion at some of the best bars in San Francisco. That's Subliminal SF. Visual and auditory mind control. Go to subliminalsf.com now. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and beyond's underground 
Underground Comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? 